shop windows, their faces fixed hard in contempt. She wished she hadn't come. Look out where you're going! An indignant, wheedling shout. She'd walked straight into someone, one of the protesters. Wild, stringy hair hung over a gaunt face with staring eyes and ragged teeth. His T-shirt looked as if he'd lived in it for weeks. The placard on his shoulder said, Capitalism is killing us. I'm sorry. She tried to edge around him, but he sidestepped to block her. Dangerous times, love! He thrust himself forward. Got to be careful, know what I mean? Got to chop away the dead wood. Stop the rot before we get got. Cut out the disease! He smelled like weak old rubbish. Ellie recoiled, but the crowd pressed her towards him. Society's dying! Spittle flecked his mouth. His voice was rising. There's a disease in this world, and it's killing us all. Look around. The bees are dying, and the trees are dying. The oceans are rising, but there's no fish in them. It's a sickness. Ellie glanced at her watch. She didn't have time. I'm sorry, but... No, you listen. A hand reached out, grimy nails like talons. He probably meant to grab her arm. But Ellie twisted away so that the fingers caught the strap of her bag instead. He tugged it off her shoulders. She must have shouted or screamed. Something blurred the air behind him, and the protester sank to his knees with a squeal. A policeman in a fluorescent yellow jerkin stood behind him, baton in hand. He must have been watching, waiting for the excuse. In an instant, two more officers had ziplocked the man's wrists behind his back and dragged him away. Ellie began to stammer some thanks, but the policeman cut her off. Go away, he shouted. You aren't safe here. The snarl on his face, half hidden below the visor of his riot helmet, was almost more frightening than the protester. Ellie clutched her bag and stumbled away through the crowd. A few moments later, she felt a sickening stab of guilt. The protester hadn't meant any harm. Perhaps she should have taken the policeman's badge number, in case the man wanted to make a complaint. She glanced back, but he'd already disappeared into the yellow-jacketed battle lines. Ellie arrived ten minutes late, hot and flustered. The encounter with the protester had left her shaken, but that wasn't what made her late. She'd got lost. The map she'd looked at before she came showed nothing but a grey block of space where the bank should have been. On the ground, that translated into a maze of tiny lanes and alleys worming between old buildings, dead ends that turned out to be blind corners, passages that led through houses or slipped through ancient walls. And just when she was ready to give up, an old stone building with narrow windows and little turrets on the corners, craning out over the cobbled lane. A gleaming black jaguar sat waiting outside. How did that get there? The moment she came into view, a chauffeur in a peaked cap jumped out and opened the rear door, almost as if she'd been expected. But it wasn't for her. A man in a pinstriped suit and a blue tie strode down the steps and slid into the back of the car. The chauffeur slammed the door and drove off. Ellie had to press herself flat against the wall to avoid being run over. As it rumbled past, Ellie glimpsed a familiar face bowed over the contents of a red leather briefcase, only for a second before the jaguar disappeared around the corner. 
Ellie looked back to the bank. A cast-iron sign hung over the door, a snarling eagle framed by a shield, holding what looked like a spear in its claws. It was repeated in frosted glass on the door, and again inside, in brass, on the wall behind the reception desk. A sour-faced receptionist, with a more than passing resemblance to the eagle on the shield, glared her down as she approached the desk. Ellie fumbled the letter out of her bag. Ellie Stanton, I'm here to see, um, Vivian Blanchard. The receptionist lifted a phone and announced Ellie in a crisp, cut-glass voice. He won't be a minute. There were no chairs, nowhere to sit. Standing at the desk, not knowing what to do, curiosity got the better of Ellie. That man who'd just left, was that? The secretary pursed her lips. I'm afraid we never discuss our client.